here at Animal Cafe, a place to meet old and new friends, bring your dogs, and have a great conversation with our guests and each other. Every Monday, you'll find a new interview with someone working to better the lives of animals. On Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we meet here so you can go beyond the interview and get answers to your questions. I'm your host, Mary Haight, Animal Advocate. And with me are fellow hosts, Eric Goebelbecker, Certified Dog Trainer, Dr. Lori Houston, Veterinarian, and Edie Girolam, Author and Pet Travel Expert, Bloggers All. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for guest and host profiles and more. We hope to see you here every Wednesday, so sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the first episode of Animal Cafe. I'm your host, Eric Obelbecker, and I'm here with Margie Alonso, the president of the IAABC. Margie, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi. Thanks for having me here. As you said, my name is Margie Alonzo. I am the Executive Director and President of the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants, and I'm also the co-owner of City Dog Training in Somerville, Mass., right next to Boston, and uh, where I see dogs, dog training clients, give classes, and do uh, private consultations. And why don't you explain what the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants is, other than a mouthful? It, it is that. The IAABC is a professional organization of all sorts of levels of behavior professionals, companion animal behavior professionals specifically. We have veterinary behaviorists, we have trainers, we have behavior consultants such as ourselves. Um, we have all sorts of people and all sorts of levels of interest in the field. It was started um, because we really... It's, a, it's an emerging field. It's a burgeoning field, and we really are setting standards of practice in place for this very important business. And so the IAABC really has become and was started to become um, a melting pot of professionals of different educational levels and strategies and skills and, uh, and, and to offer peer review and peer support, case study sharing, uh, discussions on list, and things like podcasts and webinars and guided studies, things like that. The IAABC came about because a, a very smart woman named Lynn Hoover decided that we needed to have an organization, we, those of us working primarily in behavior, needed an organization of non-medical professionals, non-veterinary behaviorists, necessarily, to start to form standards of practice and, and cohere the field, really, to, to see to it that we had um, a unified group of people working vaguely towards the same goal. And it was founded, I'm actually not exactly sure, in 2004, I believe. Um, it started with just dogs, and then in 2005 we brought in parrots and cats and horses. Um, the... There are several dog training organizations, the APDT and the CCPDT is a certifying organization for dog trainers, but the IAABC is really an organization of enthusiasts, professionals, a combination of very experienced trainers, veterinary behaviorists, veterinarians, um, technicians, uh, and, you know, we have some groomers. We have people on sort of the whole range of the spectrum who are dealing with animals all the time and interested in their behavior and how to affect it in a positive way. It's been 
long thought that the way you change behavior is to squash it, essentially. If a dog is biting, you teach him a lesson by doing something even more violent and he'll stop. And to a certain extent, that's true. The problem is that it doesn't always work and a lot of times there's blowback uh, and you everybody has to escalate. A dog that was nipping now has to bite harder in order to get you to listen and then you four therefore have to choke him harder in order to get him to listen. It's a really lousy way to run a railroad. And why don't you actually for the uh, the non-trainers, non-behavior people listening to this explain what is the difference when when you talk about behavior work and training work? How do, how do we uh, differentiate those two things? That's a little bit like what's art. You know you know it when you see it, but nobody will agree exactly on what's true. Um, however, you know, I mean, training is, of course, dealing with behavior. Um, we are asking a dog to sit. That's a behavior, and we'd like him to do that. However, once we get into behavior consulting, we're really talking more about issues of behavioral problems, things that are not working for the human and may be working for the dog but are not successful behaviors for the dog's longevity, things like biting to get people to move away or things like that. And so we work a lot and it's, you know, make no mistake about it, nobody's working with just the animals. We are working with the animals and their humans um, to fix problems that are not successful for the family and to hopefully help in my case, dogs, I work with dogs, to have a, a happier, healthier, and longer life. It's really important to us and those of us that work in this field to keep dogs obviously from being euthanized and also from being given up to shelters just because people are, are desperate and out of gas. What does the IAABC offer professionals specifically? Well, I, I think I sort of touched on that a minute ago. What it really does offer is a community. It's a community of professionals and people can reach out on these lists or through private emails or through our various venues. We have a conference coming up, things like that. And talk to each other, learn more, share with each other, learn strategies. You know, we're dealing with a lot of different levels here when we deal with companion animal behavior. We obviously have to deal with the animal, which could be cats or parrots or horses or dogs. Um, we also have to deal with the human animal, and that makes things exceedingly complicated sometimes. And so it's really great to have this this venue for peer support and even peer review and, and for just plain idea sharing. One thing that the IABC offers is a certification. We we take pride, really, in the, in the fact that because we have so many really experienced people in the field who didn't necessarily follow traditional paths of education, who don't have master's degrees, higher degrees, some don't have any degrees at all, um, but they're... They're vital members of the community on the ground working with these dogs all the time, and they're, you know, the IABC thought there must be a way to acknowledge these people and to help the public find these people. And so we offer a certification. It requires, it's fairly rigorous. It requires uh, many hours of experience already, hands-on experience doing behavior modification, a number of case studies and scenarios that need to be answered in written form as well as some, you know, question and answer type of questions. Um, that's all done online and it's reviewed by a panel of certified members um, you know, through our automated system. Um, and so we, you know, there, it's not easy to get, but we do have many certified members and because we have those certified members, we can offer um, a consultant locator so that people throughout the country can find us if they need us. We have a, a mid-level also, we have associate membership, which is uh, no 
no slim pickings either. You know, one has to be fairly experienced as well, not as experienced as a certified member, and there are fewer case studies and and uh, to be answered for that. But we do accept people as associate members as well, and they are also on the locator. Um, because we network so well, we have very good relationships with the other organizations, such as APDT, and because of that, we also offer serve a really wide overlap. Many of our members are members of both organizations, but we also, because networking and community is so important to the IAABC thing, um, we also can, just through our networking, offer people looking for help an answer even if we can't provide it. If you live too far from me, I can find another person to help you probably wherever you are. And you mentioned the upcoming conference um, in near Providence on uh, starting April 1st. Why don't you tell us about the conference? I'm really excited about the confidence. Um, I think that it's, it's just an amazing opportunity to see all sorts of behavior professionals. Um, and rather than a certain single species or single note conference, as many very good conferences are, I'm not suggesting otherwise, we have... Um, all of the leading veterinary behaviorists in the Northeast coming. We have um, Brenda Aloff coming to give a couple of speeches, talks, one on horses particularly, one on, on entitled Negative Reinforcement is Not an Evil Phrase on Different Methods of Training. Dr. Frank McMillan is coming from Utah's Best Friends, and he's going to be talking about psychological trauma in animals, PTSD, as well as the psychological aspects of abuse. Uh, Dr. Nick Dodman from Tufts is talking about behavior across compulsive behavior across the species. And then, of course, we have Bob Bailey, who is you know a demigod as far as we're concerned in the field, and he's giving a couple of great talks, one about uh, one man's history of applied animal psychology and um, and another one also um, on behavioral economics, how much is that cookie worth is the name of it. Breakout rooms in which we have people giving talks on things like animals and intention, sensory development in wolves versus dogs. We have Barbara Handelman giving a talk on two species, same solution, clicker training for powerful pullers, where she talks about working with her horse as well as a dog. Uh, Kara Shannon's doing Leash Lunders Anonymous, a talk on that. Steve Dale and Pam Johnson Bennett are both doing some impressive talks on cats and enrichment and shelter work. Uh, Janet Vilanovsky is doing a talk on grief counseling, which is so important right now. We really sort of don't pay that much attention to what happens after we lose a pet, but we need to. We need to look at it more. And we have a parrot track. We have three parrot speakers. Jamie Whitaker, Linda Rubin, and Kashmir Saki are all giving talks on, on parrots, on body talk and ethology and rehoming old parrots into new homes. We just have amazing, amazing uh, choices at this conference. You are giving a talk, of course, on social media and Dr. Jamaican Head on, on how to deal with the, the human factor in behavior consulting. Um, I mean, we really literally have too many people and talks to mention here in this brief interview, but it's, it's a really exciting lineup, and you can find it, of course, at iaabc.org. And speaking as, a, uh, I guess, full disclosure now, I'm not only a member of the IAABC, I'm also a member of the Board of Directors. You are um, indeed. <laughs> you poor thing. Yeah, you never let me forget it. <laughs> uh, never. <laughs> so this, this conference is a big landmark for us where we're going to have 
well beyond record-breaking attendance. Indeed. Uh, you know, definitely is a big stake in the ground for us. What do you see coming for the IAABC in the future? You know, standards of practice matter a lot to us as a board and, and to me personally. Um, I think that as our standing grows within the behavior and training community, so does our ability to reach out and help form those standards of practice. There are several very important training organizations, the APDT and the CCPDT are two of them. And and it's important, I think, to bridge the gap between the resource guarding of my organization is better than yours or is only mine and to reach out and form with all of us that devote so much time and energy towards these things some standards of practice that we can work towards. And so on on the one hand, I think that professional standards are, are a huge goal. It's also really important for us to reach out to veterinarians as well as to clients and let them know we're here. Um, we have just amazing vets. You know, in my area, certainly in the Northeast, we have just incredible veterinarians who know very little about behavior in many cases. And so reaching out to them and starting to build a relationship between behavior consultants and the veterinarians is, is an enormous goal. And, of course, there's the clients. People don't necessarily know that there's even help to be had out there. Many people live with these issues with their pets without knowing that they could have fixed things. And, and more unfortunately, many times people relinquish their pets to shelters because they don't know that they can fix something that is a problem. And so more awareness for the organization and for the field is another pretty big goal. So we're going to be having the chat this coming Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You're going to be there, Margie? I am indeed. Happy to answer any questions that might be asked. Okay. Thank you very much for taking this time. Thanks for having me. And that concludes our interview. I hope you will join us Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, for an online chat with Margie. I'll see you there. 